Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of... Meh and Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, Early Break. Full show ahead. Mike Schaefer in studio for the entire 7 o'clock hour. Uh, it's a sad day for you and me. You you texted me last night about I don't know seven thirty or so. Thought you were joking. Got on social media. You were you were correct. I was joking. Coolio, who it's been a big part of this show. And we have a lot of Coolio songs for song of the day. We have an outro every day. That's Coolio. See you when you get there. Dead, age fifty nine, cardiac arrest. Sad. I'm sad today. He was in L A. And you know what? Every outro today we have going to break. I got a Coolio song for cool. you today, so That's we're all cool. ready to go. Yeah, it is Coolio. I saw Coolio in concert. Once. I know you it was did. Awesome. So that was 2014. 2014. I saw him at the when when the rail yard was still an entertainment district. Easy there. Yeah, that was a little bit of shots fired. Because when it was inter- entertainment at the old Vega, a, a second floor next to the old Buffalo Wings and Rings, Coolio was up there in 2014. And he was awesome. Yeah, he was probably an hour and a half late to the concert, though. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's supposed to go on at twelve, ten thirty. He got there like at midnight. Dead, dead serious, dead serious. And he was great still. And he walked through the crowd, so I got that picture with him. Nice. I saw on Twitter last night. Yeah, that was um, that's a great photo. That's a great photo. That's amazing, actually. A photo of you, your friend, and Coolio. Yeah. I had no idea you had that. Did you see the hair that that yeah. Coolio is like in my face? Like it's got these two little dreads basically yeah. sticking out. It's a great photo. Coolio was fun, man. A good concert. 2014. That was eight years ago. So he was 50. God, he looked good. He did. I mean, he was an hour. He was over an hour and a half late to his concert, but I, you know, he got he got there. Yeah, we're, we were on his time. Actually, that's pretty standard, I think, in the world. Um, it's kind of cool to do that. Coolio. Yeah. Okay, so well, we'll talk him. about that later. Yeah, we'll have plenty of his, uh, his so- you'll hear his songs throughout the show today. Just, you know, 
No, we, we are we are certainly honoring Coolio's life today yes. on the show. Thank you, Jay. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Call or text as always. You can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. And always, this show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Yesterday, sip. Bill Bush and Mark Whipple spoke after practice. Uh, Nebraska again plays Indiana this Saturday at 6.30. Bill Bush's first game as Nebraska's defensive coordinator. Mark Whipple, of course, has still been the OC. He will be the OC still. You were there, correct? Correct. What was the biggest thing that you heard? Oh, I don't know. I I, um, I let's start with Mark Whipple. Let's start with Whip. He's the offensive coordinator. Um, he was asked about the tempo issue. Now, this is a this this is an interesting discussion to me because I thought about it a little bit more yesterday, and I heard from a, a, an old offensive coordinator who I don't want to get into. He wouldn't want to get into me, but he wouldn't he would not want me to get into who he is. And by the way, what we're what we're talking about is remember Mickey uh, said in the wake of the Oklahoma game, I should have slowed the tempo. Do you remember that? I do. And he said, I didn't really, it didn't really dawn on me until it was 35 to seven. Um, and that, that Mickey has said they're going to slow the tempo going forward. Right. Yes. Right. That's all what, that's yeah, accurate. That's what, that's what Mickey had said. Yeah. Is that all that accurate? That's yeah, true. Whipple actually said yesterday, um, that it wouldn't have mattered against Oklahoma. <laughs> he said he said the words against Oklahoma it wouldn't have it wouldn't have helped slowing it down. Now now Jake, hmm. I think you would disagree with that. He says whatever Okay, so how does Nebraska's offensive play caller feel about the tempo issue? He said whatever we need to do to win the game. He says it's kind of dictated by the game, you know. Against Oklahoma, it wouldn't have helped slowing it down. It's interesting. That's different than his head coach, than his interim well, head you know, coach. We, we've, we've heard coaches in the past at Nebraska be on different pages, yeah. including when it felt like Scott Frost and Mark Whipple this year were on different pages at times, at least early on or in the preseason even. The, here's what an, 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 old, an old OC told me, and he said this. He referred to himself as an old OC. As an old OC, it was always my mindset to score and not to make sure the defense was rested. So he's on Whipple's side then, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course he is. OCs Hello. are going to back up OCs. They're well, no, he, I think he said this before Whipple talked. Okay. This was I just noticed it this morning. Well, this, this goes back to what we had talked about in that whole concept of slowing the tempo down. You still have to get first downs. Like You can, you can t- take longer in the huddle. But if you go three and out, it's still not very good for the defense. Right, exactly. Right. You, you, but we need on this show to challenge ourselves. Okay. Not just to sign off on everything a coach says, which you, which you really don't do. I tend I to I like do to that. push back on that. Yeah. Okay. You didn't push back on this, though. You were all in on the slow the tempo helps the defense. Well, okay, well hang now, on. If you were, no, we, if, did, we did discuss that, saying that it, it's easier said than done to slow the tempo down. Yeah, especially if you want to score. <laughs> you know, if you if you want to do what it takes to score, then do you want your head coach telling you, "Hey, hey, hey, take it easy now." You know, no, I don't know what message I'm, that sends to your team if you're say, saying, you know, slow the tempo down, don't score too quickly. Right, slowing the offense, according to the old OC, I'm reading it right now, doesn't equate to defensive success. 
The, the key is you got to get first downs. That's what Whip said yesterday. He kind of shrugged it off. He said, I mean, we got to get first downs. And they have to – he didn't say this. I'm saying it. The defense has to get off the field, stop the opponent on third down. That's – so I'm not really pushing back that much – but I think I would if I was an offensive coordinator and my, and my head coach was telling me, hey, we're going to slow it down. We're not going to score that much. I'd be like, wait a second. That's my whole job is to get in the end zone, right? That's, like, that's the entirety of my job. Let me ask you something. You, Although you could say, you could say, no, it's not. You're, the entirety of your job is to help the team win. And if that means slowing it down, that's what you're going to do. Now, you watched – Kansas State, Oklahoma on Saturday night, right? Or yeah. At least part of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, K State's defense is a lot better than Nebraska, but I, I want to go. K State wins that football game on the road. Did did was their offense tempo slow? I mean, did they they, they had they, long they had some sustained drives? Right. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they were conservative. No, no. They turned Adrian uh, the, loose the, in that the, game. Hold the, on. Do not interrupt. They they they. they I interrupt you all the time. You do all the time. I'm going to interrupt you again. They, they turned Adrian loose in that game. They turned Adrian loose. He was winging it. Yeah. Well, the problem for Nebraska on Saturday, yeah, the deep, last Saturday was <laughs> the defense was bad and the offense didn't have any sustained drives. I mean, if you have sustained drives, it takes care of everything for you because it means you're getting first downs, as, as Mark Whipple said. That's yeah, what it's about. You got to get first downs. You can't go three and out and three and out and three and out. That's what it's about to me. That's what it's about. You, you got to convert on offense. And at, it's yeah. about first and second down, too. Yes. You, can't, you just cannot go three and out and, and give the ball away. And, and again, if you want to slow the tempo down, if you go three and out, it barely changes anything. It just makes, takes a few more seconds off the clock. If it, that. It's possible Whipple, in a public appearance before the media, just didn't want to show his cards and say, yeah, we're going to slow it down. Because I think you're just telling Indiana what you're going to do, right? So maybe you just don't even – you don't really – he's not. maybe he's not really – pushing back so to speak he's just just not offering you up offering up very much information Corey Lincoln would like to to address further on Mark Whipple's point what he was saying to to say he's right yeah he said if the opponent is scoring at will then slowing it down on offense does nothing for you slowing it down on offense only works if your defense shows up see I thought that's what Whipple was sort of saying without being blunt about it. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't say it like Corey. Yeah, said. Say, if we have the ball longer, does that mean they still don't score at will defend, on right. offense right. for Oklahoma? I mean, what does that change here? It might be twenty-eight to seven instead of thirty-five-seven. Okay, and so half. seven points. You still yeah. get your butt kicked, right? Right. I mean, it was a failure on both sides of the ball. I mean, offense failed at, against Oklahoma. Defense failed. This is largely. Oklahoma. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is largely just a first down discussion. If you're getting first downs on offense, it doesn't matter what pace you're – No, no. no, if you have sustained drives. Right, and if you're getting off the field on defense, stopping them from – the opponent from getting first downs, getting off the field on third down, which that's been a bit – obviously they have a, they have myriad problems on defense at Nebraska, but I don't know how many times if I sat in a press box – this year and said they got to get off the field on third down you got to get off the field boom third and third and 10 first down third and 12 first down well yeah they don't have a lot of third and longs either 
So when they have third and long, they got to close the deal. They're not getting a pass rush on third and long, and they don't have very many third and longs in the first place. Right. Well, the sign of a of team that's struggling is yeah, if you can't get off the field on third down defensively and stay on the field right. on third down offensively, you're going to have a world of problems. Well, and Nebraska has one win right now to show for themselves. Yeah, but they are favored on Saturday <laughs> for some reason. I guess I guess the third down conversions is just going to happen on Saturday. And they're going to stop third downs against a, a, a team that likes to push the ball and pass the ball. Yeah. Indiana, though, I mean. Again, they're not a scary team. No. Again, there's a reason we went into the season feeling very confident about this could be, I'm not going to say should be, but could be a win for Nebraska. We all circled it as, a, hey, this is a win. And guess what? They are circling this as a win for themselves. I'm not doing this, by the way. I am not falling into this trap that we fell into before Oklahoma. When you pick Nebraska to beat Oklahoma. No, hey, that was a bad bad decision. And and I I picked a close game. Bad we were decision. Both terribly wrong. Yeah, we, I was more wrong. Terrible. Ter- and I'm not falling into this trap. I'm not picking Nebraska. I'm not falling into this trap. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, Indiana's not very good. Well, yeah, neither is Nebraska. So, um Indiana's 3 and 1. I mean, Indiana did beat Illinois. Okay. Yes, they did. It did beat Western Kentucky, which is a team that people like. I mean, Western Kentucky did beat FIU, Florida International, 73 to nothing. That's Greg Austin. That's where Greg Austin mm. is, by the way. Yikes. Oh, God, they're bad. That's not good. I mean, no offense to Greg. This is not, like not, not Butch Davis there anymore, right? He was there at one point, wasn't he? I think it's Mike McIntyre. Is it really? Yeah. Mike McIntyre, the old yeah. Colorado yeah. coach that, yeah. at Florida International. So, yeah, that wow. that was partly what Whip talked about. Um, he had a funny quote, too. Well, that's typical, Whip. I saw he had his shoes on, too. Didn't have, wasn't out in socks this time. Yeah, he said he was asked about his relationship with Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach. And he said, it's great. It's a great relationship. I told him he's going to have to move his stuff out of the assistant coach's locker room so we can make fun of him when he's not in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, right? Yeah, Isn't that guy. what we do is make fun of our bosses when they're All not? The time. Yeah. All the time. Um, from the text line, this, this goes back to my question regarding Kansas State, how their drives against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texture says, every one of K-State's scoring drives was at least seven plays, and three of them were 11 or 12 play drives. Sustained Third down conversions. Yep. I mean, Adrian's long run was on what, third and 16? Is that what you said? Third and 16? Yeah, it was third and 16. 55-yard run? Yeah, it was third and 16. That's, that's a heck of a third down conversion right there. He squirted it out of there. He dropped back and did what Adrian does, you know. Showed that big-time acceleration. So, yeah. Um, he, he, and, you know, Whipple talked about putting up the white flag against Oklahoma. Um, he did – in the slow it down discussion, he said, it's often a feel thing and where you're at in the game. He said, there's certain points where you throw the white flag up. And he said, that's what we did against Oklahoma. Oh, boy. When, it was, when, it, when it was 49 to 7, six minutes into the third quarter. Jake, it was 30, 49 to 7, six minutes into the third quarter. Yeah, it's not, it, it, he's very matter of fact. But man, it's hard to hear your, your, Offensive coordinator talking about throwing the white flag up, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a – You say, I don't think he cares at this point regarding what he says. Right. Like he's, not gonna, he's not going out there trying to watch his words. No. And it's very real. It's a very yeah, real Mark Whipple is a very real coach. Yeah. He's, he's been real the whole time. Yeah. So Chubba Purdy entered the game with six minutes 
excuse me, Chubba Purdy entered the game six minutes into the third quarter. Oklahoma was leading 49-7, to white flag up. Whipple said, you've got a long season. It's not like a championship game. So we worked some other guys in there. There you go. From, from Facebook, I'll put this on the stream right now. I'll read this from uh, Brown. 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 Yeah. Uh, he says, I, Brown says, I get the slowing down, but we need to have an offensive rhythm like Minnesota has and take these long, drawn out, drawn out offensive drives that take seven minutes or so for a score. The question is, do we have that with this offense? Now, Minnesota has an exceptional running back. I like Anthony Grant a lot. He's not, he's not Mo Ibrahim. That dude's a different level, right? They also have, even though they lost, offensive line. they lost some good dudes in the line, but they have still a good offensive That's line. That's what. Now, here's the thing. You put Anthony Grant behind Minnesota's offensive line. Are, are, are you sure that Ibrahim's that much better or better at all? I, that, I'd wonder it's, it's about a, that. That's a fair question yeah. to ask. But, I mean, that, that dude's good. Oh, I know, but I think, we'd, really be, I think we'd be saying the thing, same about Grant. We'd say that dude's good. That dude's good. We are saying that about Grant. He is right. good. I I I could say this. Somehow I've lived long enough to hear a Nebraska fan say we should run our offense like Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, you just did, didn't you? Hear that? I, I, that's, that's you seem a little bit frazzled. That's by that one. still the kind of thing because I grew up when Gus Nebraska once scored eighty-four points against Minnesota, and they scored twenty-one points in each quarter. Get that. 21 plus 21 is 42. Plus 21. Yeah. 63. <laughs> plus 21 is 84. Right. right. That's it's, how math works. And, and I've lived long enough to hear now a Nebraska fan say we should run it like Minnesota. It's amazing. It is. Soon I'm not joking. Them say we should run it like Kansas here soon. Right. You I, might hear that I'm this not, season. Yeah, I'm not. This is, this is not me being facetious. This is amazing. Well, as you know, everything works in cycles here. I guess. Everything's cyclical. Not everything. Mm. Not everything. Even Alabama was down for a little stretch with Mike Shula. Yeah. Mike uh, Shula. Yeah. Remember and that? They, yeah, and they had some other guys that weren't all, all overly successful besides Shula. I hate to hear you pick on Shula, especially well, with I, the uh, Miami well, Dolphins. He's, he's, he, but he's on. not done. You, know, you have a Miami Mike, Dolphins vest on, and you're taking the Shula name in a I, bad vein. No, just Mike. Mike. You know, that's not, a Shula. Mike is not Don. But that's a Shula. That was with the Dolphins, and there were others that struggled program. with the Bama. Yes, but it's hard to it's hard to remember that now because they've been so good for so long. Okay, oh, uh, we should say it was cyclical there. They we didn't have us down stretch. We should get into what Bush said too. Bill Bush, Bill Bush, who started his session. You know, he's very upbeat. Hey, by the way, for those who really lock in hard on things like opening statements and the importance of those in this world. Bush's opening statement yesterday was five minutes long. <laughs> what if what if Frosty would have came out in the Big Ten Media Day with a five minute opening statement? Would that have solved everything? Um no. But it would it would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, Frost with a five minute opening statement would have been fascinating. I I do have one clip from Bill from Bill Bush yesterday. Well, his is is it does it happen to be his opening statement about how they've been through a lot? Yes. Yeah, I've got part of that one about okay. forty five seconds of that. Here's okay. here's Bill Bush. 
uh, yesterday uh, after practice. Wow. Um, these players, it's just incredible how they work, how they come to practice every day, their character. Guys, they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot. There's been some lack of success. There's been changes of coaches at the head coach level, the defensive coordinator level. There's been tough losses. There's been some rough half times, all those sides, sometimes on one side of the ball, the other side of the ball. Wow, have these players responded. And there never was a time before either that they didn't do that. So I, I, yeah, I can't tell you how, how proud I am to be a, a coach at Nebraska, to be able to coach these players, because they are ridiculous on how hard they try and what they do. Wow. 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 That's, wow. Yeah. From Bill Bush. I mean, and that was, listen, I I mean, that's what Mickey's doing. And, and Bill's his lieutenant. They're, I've told you they're pumping confidence. Okay, I know what you're going to say, but they're, they're pumping What com- am I going to say? What am I going to say? <laughs> say it for, just go ahead and say it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what coaches do. They're supposed to pump confidence into their players. <laughs> You've listened well over the years. I'm proud of you. <laughs> but that's what they're doing, and it's it makes sense. And I imagine that the players have resp- – I think they've probably responded well. Um, Bush talked also about sort of his plan. He said the first thing we've worked on is how to get lined up fast and how to play as simple as we can. Now, he did say, too, I'd love to play one defense. Every Everyone in the country would love to play just one defense. It's not practical, though. So, yeah, they're going to simplify, but you can't, go, you can't overdo that. Um, Chenander, one thing we haven't talked about with Bush, and I think you'd agree with this. I was talking to a defensive coach yesterday. I have to do that thing, tunnel talk, so I have to get a lot of behind-the-scenes type stuff. This defensive coach said, Chenander's blitz package was incredibly predictable, mm. and and just he it he just kind of ha- did the same blitz no matter what the look. That's what now. No, no, I, that's that's fair. I mean, I I hate to always bring it back to this, but I I watched on Sunday the Miami Dolphins play the Buffalo Bills. They had a lot of blitzes, and there's a ton of different ones. You, it was a cornerback blitz. It was a safety blitz. It was right. a, a, right. a kind of a stunt there. Right. It, delayed and, blitz. And it was probably dependent on what they saw. Right, but they but they changed it up. I mean, right. yeah, I, that's right. I, I don't remember any seeing any time, Sue, uh-huh. or recently a cornerback blitz by Nebraska. Oh, they did. They, they, oh, they, success, they, they brought one? Yeah, I think they brought Newsom against Northwestern. Okay. But I get what you're no a successful one, you know where it, they don't like, get wow. home very often. Like, wow, that was shocking. Do you I notice? Do you they, notice on their blitzes they don't get home? No, they don't get home. I mean, probably you know, because they're predictable. Yeah. Do you notice how often? I mean, it's often six on six, and they just the, there's six offensive guys, and yep. they pick up the sixth guy, fifth guy. So, so now you're screwed in the secondary because you, you didn't get home. Then. Right. Oftentimes you see it. Here comes here comes the inside linebacker. Nope, didn't get through no. anything. No, you know what I'm saying? I've seen it. Too many times. Yeah. Here comes the inside linebacker. Boom! Stopped at the line stuffed, of scrimmage. Stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because nothing was that creative. It was very predictable. Like I mean, you said. and I don't like to do this to Eric Chenander. I don't. I don't like to go back and criticize him in hindsight. I don't. But you, there's a, there's a certain inevitability t- to the discussion. He got fired in midseason, so we're talking about his replacement and what his replacement's trying to do, and what his replacement should try to do. There's just you can't really get around it. And Eric got fired for a reason. I mean, they were awful. Yeah, it was bad defense. 
you, 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 it's hard to get fired in the middle of the season. It's hard. You got to be t- do something really, really bad. Yeah, really wrong. Yeah, and and Nebraska's defense has been pitiful. I mean, there's that's there's no other way to describe it. It's been pitiful this season. Yeah, there's nothing you can really point to that's that and say that's that's been good. And you know, I, I was dead wrong. I mean, I like to point out when you're dead wrong, you could hammer me pretty hard on a pass rush. I, I said I gar- I think I guaranteed they'd have a good pass. You rush. did. You said Garrett Nelson plus. O'Shawn Mathis plus Caleb Tanner would provide a good pass rush, and and wet blanket's been the hardest on you and the on anybody in the nothing, text line. He's like, I, he he saw this coming. So you know, Sips guaranteed it. Guaranteed doesn't happen. Nothing. Nothing. It's been pitiful. It's just like a firecracker you light and it doesn't do dud. anything. It's just a dud. It just fizzles. Yep. You got that big inch and a halfer, and you're ready for a big pop, and it doesn't do anything. And then you light another one, and it doesn't do anything. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, maybe I, they got I, wet or something. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a yeah, it's a thunderstorm outside apparently. <laughs> but they're not getting. Their, well, some of it is they're not getting very many third and longs. They're failing on first and second down, so they're not getting a lot. But even when they get third and long, they're not getting home. Sometimes it's not even close. Well, on that note, uh, someone who was a very good linebacker at Nebraska, Terrell Farley, has oh, chimed T. in. Oh, T. Farley, he's on the text line. What's he saying? He says this. Why blitz when you have slow linebackers? <laughs> <laughs> says one of the fastest linebackers exactly, we, we've ever seen. When, if Nebraska. he says it, it, it probably makes a lot of sense because he was fast. I wonder what T. Farley, he, he had to love watching Demario Williams. I loved watching Demario yeah. Williams. Those guys are the guys I think about. Well, there's a lot of great linebackers I think about in Nebraska, but the fast – Havoc reeking. Well, Levante David was fast oh. too. About <laughs> him. There you go. That guy was pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah. Not those, the biggest guy, those, right? Not those, the biggest. Those three. Fast. Those three. But remember, they what? Wasn't it Bo that moved to Mario Williams up to the line of scrimmage and haven't had him come off the edge? Was a Bo lot? still here that time? I, I, I thought I thought Demario was gone by that time. Oh three. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, oh three. three. Okay. Yeah. When he came as defensive. I was talking. Coordinator. I said when Bo was head coach, Demario no. was way gone. Yeah. When he came as defensive coordinator. That's possible. Yeah. In oh three. Yeah. And I they put Demario Williams' hand in the dirt sometimes. Maybe Terrell would remember yeah. that. Gary says yes, it was that year. Okay. Yeah. And, and he would come off the edge, and he was really good at that. Sure, he was. He's a great player. Yeah. Great player. Let's get a call from Vince on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Well, it's great to hear your voice, Vince. Oh, thank you. I, I thought, well, I thought one of the more humorous quotes from Whipple was, uh, well, and, and I saw it on Twitter, you know, um, he, that uh, Mitch Sherman had tweeted out. It said, I, I, Whipple said something to the effect of how, well, his neighbors are still waving at him. Yeah. Well, I, I would say this. As long as they're waving five fingers and not one. Oh, wow, Vince. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Vince. Well, Vince. Well, well, <laughs> what neighbor I'm, does I, that? I, I, well, I'm being facetious. you got to understand, this is the truck driver and me talking because sure. more often than not, when I'm on the road, when somebody waves at me, it's usually one finger and not five. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. Understood. So all in the context, fellas. Yeah. But, um, but as far as this whole uh, dichotomy of, you know, slow it down, up-tempo this and, uh, and tempo that, you know, I mean, I don't disagree with a slower, te- you know, a slower tempo, tempo can serve its purpose. 
Um, but, but, but I think a lot of people can get the wrong idea when they think slow it down. When they think slow it down, some people automatically think that means going into a shell. Well, it doesn't yeah. have to mean going into a shell. It just means being more pragmatic and a little more methodical. I look at it as, you know, be a run first team, you know, and then and, and set up the pass with the run as opposed to the other, the other way around because, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, yes, the game has become more pass-oriented, but there's also nothing that can – there's also nothing that can break an opponent like monopolizing the ball, but like, you know, but I'm with you as far as, you know, not scoring too soon. That is the biggest load of nonsense that I've ever heard because mm. what football coach do you know that mm. designs a play? Hey, Sip, I'm going to describe, I'm going to, I'm, I'm designing this play to, to gain four yards. Hell no. Every play is designed to get in the end zone. Yes. You know, and, 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 um, yes. and that's what it's about. But yes. it ultimately comes down to getting first downs. Now, on, on the defensive side, relevant to uh, Coach Bush, um, I mean, well, getting lined up, getting lined up right and, and getting lined up right soon, that would be the first place to start. But, um, but more than anything on defense, oh, yeah. you know, the improvement that I want to see is this. I mean, and I agree with you as far as the whole – down and distance thing, but what I want to see more than anything is because the whole role of a defensive player is number one, you obviously do your job as Bill Belichick likes to say. But once you do your job, go get the damn football. Mm-hmm. Go get the damn football mm-hmm. and do it with some damn authority. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and 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 so we'll see what happens. Because now that we've had a bye week and to address the fundamentals, which to me was long overdue. Because, you know, yes, these guys are D1 players and they should know the fundamentals. But individual sessions, individual sessions with your position coach serve a purpose at every level. I mean, imagine I'm a position coach. And I say, uh, hey, Sipple, uh, you're stepping the wrong way on this read. Hey, Sorensen, uh, you rounded off that post route. I need a sharper cut. That way, if you're doing something wrong fundamentally, your position coach can address it then and there. But you know what, fellas? Yeah. We've had a bye week. Mm-hmm. It's time to hit the reset, regardless of what happens the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and, it's time to get a win, and it's time to get a win this week. Mm-hmm. And you want to know something, Sip? What? Come 6.30 Central time. Okay. That means one thing. What's that? When it's time to kick off, it's time to kick it! <laughs> Let's go! Okay. <laughs> Um, keep in mind, thank you, Vince. Thank you, Vince. You know, one sort of element in this discussion that confounds me, Bush was never in defensive meetings. He's, he's had to learn their terminology. He's learned their terminology, which is, that's fine. But it confounds me that Bush was never in a defensive meeting. Now he wasn't a defensive coach. He's a special teams coordinator, but with his background, Coached a Thorpe Award winner, worked for Dave Aranda, worked for Urban Meyer, worked with Kyle Whittingham, coached safeties for for a long time. Was a defensive coordinator at Utah State, um, and co-defensive coordinator at Rutgers. Um, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you seek some knowledge from that sort of guy? I would think maybe you would. They never did. Which is fine. Bill doesn't complain about that. Well, there are people gone for a reason here. Right. But he doesn't, you know, he did say, he, dro- he just said it in, you know, in passing 
yesterday. He wasn't he wasn't in those defensive meetings. I'm just like, Whoa. I don't understand. <laughs> yes, you're a special teams guy, but you also have experience with the defense with some great coaches and great programs. Right, and has a pretty good he has a good track record. Uh, you know, a lot of things don't make sense around here. They really don't. They don't. The things that seem like they should be just a given or just duh aren't duh where they should be. No, and we're well, this is all hindsight, so we have the benefit of hindsight, but football at Nebraska, I, I sometimes I what has taught me largely are two things. First of all, and I know what you're going to say. Well, yeah, but the, the the there's no guarantees here. There's never a guarantee. There's no guarantee on Saturday, really. There's none. And that's what we've learned, which is good. I like that part. The, the, the second thing is you'll never convince me that football's a simple game. It's simple. No, it's not. It's very complicated. There's a lot of moving parts. So many levers, so many people involved. And it's hard to get it all going. Like, it's hard to get that machine, that machine rolling every week. And the teams that do it, like Alabama, that do it at that level, are, are something to behold. That's why, that's why, yeah, thank you. That's why I like watching Alabama. That's why I like watching Georgia. That's why I like watching Ohio State. Those are machines, Jake. Yes, they are. They don't have major breakdowns. Not very often, right? Mm-mm. Not They do because it's football, yeah. but it, not very, very often. Very rarely. Yeah. We'll send you out to Coolio to break. We'll have more next in early break of the ticket. Really hate the trip, but I got a low. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater. Little homies want to be like on my knees in the night. Saying prayers in the street light. 